Hey, welcome to the lunch table with your host, me, Naboo. That's me. It's been quite some time, you know, since we last spoke. How have you been? I know, I am sorry. It's been... Mm, how many weeks how long i don't know i'm sorry i wanted to change the name of the podcast because you wouldn't believe how many podcasts are named the lunch table um and then um, i don't know like school and stuff and like laziness which i talked about like in my last episode go check it out (laughs) um But yeah, okay, so a little checkup with me, you know, I am great, you know, things at home couldn't be any better, seriously, like, stuff is really good. Um, me and my mom had a really good conversation the other day about self-worth and growing stronger, even when people are constantly trying to bring you down i've been wanting to talk about self-worth for a while but i really wanted to bring this topic to y'all because this is something that not only i struggle with but i know a lot of my friends and people on social media struggle with our age so yeah let's get into it for years i've struggled with my self-worth as soon as I became conscious about my attraction to guys and their attraction to me you know puberty as I you know look back I realized that I've always put myself down or I was literally like going for anyone that liked me because I wanted to be in a relationship because everybody was in a relationship um even up until recently like I always let things other than myself define my value so other than my inner self so like that would be like my weight um the way I look my friends I have so like the amount of friends that I have or what kind of friends they are like are they known for being this? Are they known for being that? Um, the amount of guys that liked me, you know, like anything but what I declared my value to be. And, you know, you don't even realize it until you've gotten to a point where you're really like, okay, why am I letting myself be treated like this? Like, don't I deserve better? Like, you don't realize that you're putting yourself down until you've really been put down. And I don't know, there's something wrong with that. I was happiest when I was, like, being complimented or I was receiving a lot of attention or I was, like, in a relationship of some kind. When I was always being praised is when I was happiest. I never found that within myself up until recently, of course. Instead of bettering myself, I just focused on 
being the best at something rather than being the best me. So whether that was being the best in class when I couldn't do that anymore, I had to be the best dressed in class if I couldn't do that anymore. I had to be the most best smelliest person in class. I don't know, just something like I felt I had to have recognition for something in order to really feel worthy. Like, oh, that's Naboo, that she's known for this. And I'll go into it later, but that was really instilled in me by my father. Like anytime he saw that I wasn't dressing nice or this and that, he'd always be like, no, like put perfume on. You don't want to be known as the girl that stinks. You want to be known as the girl that smells the best. Put this on. You don't want to be known as the girl who dresses bummy. You want to know. You want to be known as the girl who dresses the most. I mean, <laughs> the best. And yeah, it followed me. It was deeply instilled in me. And, you know, I'll go more into childhood later on and how that affects our self-worth mind specifically but going back to what I was saying about wanting to be the best in something and how that defined my self-worth um it reminds me of there's this one interlude in Jasmine Sullivan's newest project Hook's Tales I'll just read it for y'all. So the specific interlude that I'm talking about is Amanda's Tale. So I'm just going to read it because I don't know how copyright works yet. So yeah, she says, it's a little hurtful that I can't just be confident in, in being with one person. That I got to look over my shoulder looking at all these girls on Instagram. And it's hard sometimes because I don't have all that that they have. And the sex has become my superpower. It's like sex is where I find I'm finding my worth, you know. That's the one thing that I know I can make you keep coming back to. That at the end of the day, even if you don't really want me. I know you're going to want that. In one way, it's empowering. In another way, it's sad. I feel moments of sadness knowing that, you know, just me alone and who I am is not enough. So, yeah, that's what she says. And it was it was just crazy because I know that was that came from a grown woman, but even us as like just becoming young adults it's a lot of us specifically girls um I'm not sure if guys feel this way but I know a lot of girls feel this way like they use sex to compensate for <laughs> everything like they overcompensate because just from like personal experience and what I've seen 
We overcompensate because we don't have faith that the guy or whoever you're um, attracted to, uh, we don't have faith that they they will like us for us. So we automatically go to, okay, what's something that I know will keep them around? In, in all honesty, it doesn't keep them around. We sell ourselves short and maybe that might be because, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be so gender normative. Not even just what guys like. This is what everybody's attracted to something, you know, so we just see in the media that this is what people like and so we imitate it or in the past maybe you've been you've wanted something romantic with somebody like you wanted a relationship and it turned out that they just wanted to use you for sexual favors and it's easy to just just give it to them but the truth of the matter is it does nothing to keep somebody around it does nothing to elevate your status your worth your value and just listening to that interlude I thought it was actually I thought it was really sad as she said that that's where she found her worth because she wasn't I guess she was alluding to like the fact that she wasn't attractive and she doesn't look like these Instagram girls or she can't compete um and that's because you know I mean I'm I don't know who this woman is but I'm guessing she just hasn't found her value and I get it because I mean I was there I am there I I'm always selling myself short. I don't like that other people have to tell me how much I'm worth, but a lot of the time that's how it is. Cause I'm here just it's like, oh no, it's fine. Like I'm fine. Like I don't feel bad about myself at all. And it's like, but my friends or my or my mom, like <laughs> she'll just be like, but th- you're better than that. And it's like, I sit back and I laugh (laughs) because all of this is like in the timeline for me specifically and like the friends and like the people that I've seen this, like them do or act a similar way as the girl in the interlude was. This is like in high school, like I was really over here. Selling myself short for a 10th grader, an 11th grader, a 12th grader. I don't care. Like some young boy that is not doing anything for me. Why would I do that? None of the guys that I've ever pursued or ever liked or have liked me have ever been worthy of my time. Yet I put myself down. For all of them. If you're like used to putting yourself down. Which I am. I make self-deprecating jokes all the time. Every good feeling that you feel about yourself. Will feel cocky. 
You know, to this day, I still feel embarrassed for looking good. Like, I will put on a whole face of makeup, uh, put on my cutest outfit, and, like, hide from my mom or hide from my family or even from my friends or, like, not even take a picture because I'll take a picture. But I won't even, like, post it for real because, I don't know, like, I don't want to seem conceited, but it's, like, this is the first time I'm really feeling myself but oh my god I don't know if I'm the only person that feels this way but it's like after you felt you spent so much time putting yourself down constantly always making all these deprecating jokes like I'm not known at least back then I wasn't known for being a confident girl being a pretty girl like, I was just like, oh, she's funny. She makes funny posts and this and that. So it was so out of my comfort zone to start, like, finding what looks good on me, really finding myself attractive, posting pictures. Like, it was crazy. And then, like, realizing that I'm better than the guys or, like, the people that I hang around with. Once you just start realizing that it's it's kind of hard to let go because you feel fake. Does that make sense? Like you you feel like I, I learned to put some makeup on. Now I think I'm the baddest. Like, no, I mean, I am the baddest, <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. Like, why do I feel so bad for feeling good? That's a question for my shadow work journal. It's like, it kind of reminds me of that scene in Mean Girls where Regina's like, oh, you're so pretty to Katie. And Katie's like, oh, thanks. And she's like, oh, so you agree. You think you're pretty. Yes, I think I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm getting better with it, seriously. But I don't know, some days I'm just like, Ooh, let me not try to look too cute because I don't know like this just isn't me it's so weird I don't know does that make sense are y'all feeling me so now going into my childhood um I definitely know that my childhood plays a lot into my self-hate and the ultimate denial of my worth after looking back and journaling I've been able to connect the dots so going back to what I said about my weight from a very young age I was very aware of my weight how dark I was everything at like 10 years old like that's as far as I can probably think back actually maybe even younger maybe eight years old yeah because it was in like third grade when I just started getting comments from my family that I was overweight and or like at school like oh you're so dark and I don't know, I just became hyper conscious of it all. And it's been internalized in me 
up until this point. Whether it was intentional or not, I was taught that I was ugly at a very young age. Um, I was always the biggest out of all of my friends. I wasn't that big, but I was always the biggest. Um, and in my household, being fat equaled ugly. And at school, like in America, being super dark meant you were ugly. So I was just, I, I was just, I don't, I never really looked at myself. At least I don't remember because I was 10. Like I'm 10 years old. I don't care how I look, but I was just like, oh, I'm ugly. <laughs> like I'm not one of the cute ones. I'm I'm big and dark. I felt like this for so long because it's only just gotten like problematic, I guess, to fat shame people or to be colorist. So it's been really hard, even to this day, to not look at myself and think that I'm disgusting or think that I'm just straight up ugly. Like, I'm proud of the way that I look. I'm proud of the person that I am and that I've become. But it's been internalized in me for so long. I mean, y'all just started calling dark-skinned girls, dark-skinned, big, thick, big, tall, thick girls uh queens like what two years ago big thick tall african dark skins <laughs> queens <laughs> like two years ago like that's when it was really prominent so excuse me if i still wake up and i'm like girl you look busted like i'm sorry y'all did this no y'all didn't i'm sorry it's it's me it's not me, but you, you know, y'all didn't, it's not, it's okay. It's fine. Also, when it comes to relationships, um, I guess just like seeing the way that my mom was treated, getting cheated on and how like the divorce happened and her relationships after that and I don't mean to put her business out there and I don't mean to like put my father down because that's their business but seeing that and being told that oh this is normal like this happens all the time back at home back in Africa it just made me okay with not really being treated as much as I should because my whole thought process was okay this is normal like this is what happens like you can't always expect for a guy to not cheat on you or for a guy to this and that because I saw the way that she was treated and I'm not going to say that she never did anything to fix it, but she did stay in that relationship with my father. But of course, now I know it was just so the family wouldn't be separated. But I was just like, well, if she's OK with it, I guess like, like, what am I complaining for? 
that used to be my thought process. And by used to be, I mean like maybe a year ago, maybe several months ago. I'm just now starting to get on this self-betterment journey. So a lot of this stuff I'm still learning about. I'm still trying to really find out like what I want, how I want to be treated, what I'm worth. But when me and my mom were like talking and she told me about how she was feeling and how she was able to pick herself time and time again after all these failed relationships, after how horribly she was treated. I don't, I felt like I saw her for the first time. I knew my mom was strong, but I hadn't really saw saw her or I'm not going to say taking her serious because I've always taken her serious. That's my mom, but I guess that was the first time I really saw how strong of a person she was and how inspiring she can be. First, I just saw her as, oh, she's my mom. I have to look up to her, but... I really do. What she basically was telling me was at the end of the day, the only person that you can really, really rely on is yourself. And if you don't know the value of yourself, how are you going to take yourself seriously? How are you going to be content with yourself when the time comes for you to be alone? And it, it hit a little nerve. I'm not going to lie. Um, maybe I cried a little bit. Maybe. It's not your business anyways. But yeah, that is one of the biggest lessons that I will take with me. As I grow up, as I turn 18. And I hope y'all take that too. Because that really just like honed in me. Wow, like she's my hero. Like, uh, I don't want to get so sappy about my mother. But, you know, that that really hit me. And yeah, it just really woke me up and told me, yeah, you, you're going to be alone. I mean, I'm about to be really really alone in a whole different state for college living by myself i'm not gonna have nobody and it's gonna be really easy to fall into bad habits and i just i want to be content with myself i want to know that i got myself so does that sound corny i hope i don't sound corny y'all so yeah also, let's stop using social media to determine our worth too. Let's not do that because to me, really, social media is just like, oh, wow, you look really good this day or like, oh, a happy birthday post or here's a funny post, but it, it does nothing to determine your actual worth in real life. It does nothing to determine your value. So let's not do that. Let's not let 
the social media girlies get in our heads, girl. Like, for real. Take a break. If you're looking for a message to take a break off of social media, I'm telling you right now, take that break. Because I was in an involuntary break from social media. And I'm telling you, it really did me good. Like, I was just able to. All I had was myself to listen to. And, I mean, now I talk too much. And what? <laughs> I talk, yes, I talk to myself. But it it's helped me. It's helped me. And now I, I feel the happiest that I've felt in a very, very long time. So yeah, go out and make real friends. If you're bored, go read a book. And like, you know, let's like, if you have extra time, let's not substitute your free time all on social media. And I'm not even lecturing y'all. This is something that I'm telling myself. I will be listening back on this. Let's not use all of your time on social media girl them tiktoks can wait that post that you were about to make or that tweet that you thought was gonna go viral can wait girl because now you you're embarrassed i'm talking to me now you're embarrassed because all 20 of your tweets that you've tweeted have not went viral girl that's sad and your homework is sitting pretty untouched Let's not do that. Get it together. All jokes aside, I know I know it's not easy just starting from level zero, going back into your childhood, finding the really toxic things that have affected your your self-esteem, your your relationships, your friendships. Uh, your self-image. I know that's not easy. I know it's not easy to completely cut yourself off from social media. I know everything that I've said today is just not easy to digest and it's taken me a lot of tears to get here. But just from my experience, from the months and months that I've been trying to you know, do my shadow work, uh, journal, do a little bit of healing, like from past trauma, from like my childhood. Um, I just know that without it, I would not be as content or happy as I am now. You know, I'm really on this I'm really interested in like spirituality and I mean I've been getting into spiritual spirituality since like freshman year but I've really now just like kind of understood what it's all about um because you know back then I just thought oh like get you some plants talk to your plants uh say some affirmations in the mirror um get you some crystals whatever and you know call it a day uh maybe like learn about what a chakra is (laughs) 
try to uh, try to balance those uh meditate you know all of that all of the 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 popular stuff i guess like everything that the media knows but spirituality like it's not a trend to me like there's no rule book there you don't have to get all of that stuff it's healing and trying to get to your higher self trying to get closer to god it's anything you want it to be but that's what it is for me and really like doing all of this talking about this right now actually is shadow work for me like it's healing for me um and i just i hope y'all are able to take a little bit of what i said today try to apply it try to follow it if y'all need a guide or something if if you if you're like cool with me or whatever like dm me and we can talk <laughs> yeah and you know it's not supposed to be a happy vibes positive vibes only podcast like do this so you can ha- be happy like follow what i'm doing so you can be like me like that's not what this is supposed to be because my emotions come in waves like right now i'm super happy tomorrow i might wake up hopefully not like super sad super angry like i just recorded maybe two weeks ago maybe a week ago i just recorded like an episode and i'm probably not even gonna put that one out but i I was just like really sad for no reason i don't even want to go back and listen to it because like girl what were you talking about (laughs) and so yeah it helped me feel happier but it's it's not like a oh do this and you'll be happy forever and i know that kind of sounds depressing um but that's just not how stuff works that whole positive stuff like it's not good for us you can feel sad you're allowed to feel sad just like I was over here crying in tears, bawling because of my childhood or because of the stuff that I've went through and stuff. It's fine. It's okay to do that. Like, I want you to know that it's okay to do that. But I also want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, you have to dig the actual tunnel to see the light. You know, that's all. You know, some days I'll wake up and hate everything. I will hate the whole world. But some days I'll be like today. And that's just how it's going to be. Like, I don't think... And I'm not even saying this from an advisor standpoint. I'm saying this as a friend from me to you. You know, I am a work in progress. I am not anywhere near where I want to be mentally not saying that I'm at a bad spot mentally it's just where I want to be is not where I am right now and of course it's just gonna come with time 
none of what I said is like a quick fix and you're probably not gonna find a quick fix and you know that's just that's just reality but it will help and you know it's never too late to get started on a journey to betterment a journey to a better you so that's a good place to end isn't it yeah um like i said i'm currently working on shadow work that's a lie okay i did like two journal prompts of shadow work and then i quit not because it was overwhelming but because i'm me and i'm never consistent with anything so i'm gonna try to be consistent with this though you guys pinky promise but yeah i'm but i'm definitely planning on keeping doing that i want to get a new journal so that i can just like start off fresh because that other journal i have oh that is a lot of depressing prompts in there i don't even want to go back and read i just want to get a new journal i don't know start fresh wish me luck and i will be wishing y'all luck on whatever journey y'all y'all are on whether that's spiritual uh religiously a better you to your higher self a love journey uh, educational journey whatever y'all are going through i wish y'all the best of luck here's my prayers right now being sent to you because i mean all of my listeners are bad b-words censoring because this is family friendly friendly but all of my listeners are bad b-words we got it like that is it it comes naturally it it just does i'm gonna stop talking now thank you <laughs> thank you for tuning in and listening and just talking with me today or just listening to me talk to myself it's getting much easier to talk to myself um i'm like writing everything down so that i don't run off into like little tangents if y'all know me and y'all have talked to me before y'all know all i do is go off on tangents and as i'm going on one right now like for some reason even with everything written down i'm still able to just wander off into random little things anyways bye guys thank you Also, I just found out that it's actually pronounced whole tales. Um, so yes, I am embarrassed. <laughs>